water, earth, fire, air. Ten years ago, the four nations of the United Halfling Territories lived together in harmony. Then everything changed when the demons attacked. (laughs) (laughs) Only Cornelius Farnsworth, Master of Earth, could stop them, but now he's on his deathbed. Ten years have passed since Cornelius saved the Halfling Territories from destruction. Back then, Faerun mysteriously flooded. The United Halfling Territories were high in a mountain, safe from the Great Flood, but not safe. The largest demon portal that's ever been recorded in Faerun opened directly above them. The halflings bravely waged war against the demons, but were losing badly until Cornelius created a magical artifact known as the Demon Bane Artifact. The Demon Bane Artifact created a protective field around the halflings that prevented any demon portals from forming. But last week, that protective field started to fail. My party has been handpicked by Cornelius to restore and protect the Demon Bane artifact after he dies. We have a lot to learn before we're ready to save anyone, but I believe we can save the world. Welcome to Caverns and Krakens, usually an almost family-friendly D&D podcast, but today an almost family-friendly Fate Core podcast. I'm your game master, Bo Wright, and we're going to explain the rules of Fate real quick before we have our players introduce themselves. Fate Core is a story-focused system where the players can use their actions and spend fate points to drive the story to alter what's happening. We'll explain a little bit more about the mechanics as we play, and let's have our characters introduce themselves. This is uh, Caden Haywood playing Hatrian Sorrow, who is eternally trying to find himself, (laughs) and uh, he's really good with butterfly knives. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And he's got an annoying twin named Ernest. Yeah, he's he's the worst. I am Ethan Despain, and I am playing Ernest Sorrow. And what you said, Hadrian, doesn't bother me. I understand what it's like to be my brother. <laughs> he does this every time. Ernest is studying air magic in school, and he likes to go with the flow. Leslie Colton as Yuri Pieces. Yuri's stepbrother gives big hog. <laughs> if you didn't catch that Translate for me <laughs> If you didn't catch that When we paused to do character creation They decided that they are all related We have twins and then Yuri is the stepbrother <laughs> Yep Alright So let me set the scene You all attend a very prestigious School of magic In the United Halfling Territories There are four different states that make up these territories. One where they specialize in fire, one where they specialize in water, one in earth, and one in air. This school brings them all together and allows people to study in their respective fields of magic. You each have been summoned by Cornelius because he has seen something in each of you as students. You are aware that he is very sick and on his deathbed. So you have a letter with instructions of the room to go to in the university to go speak with him. You know that it is his personal quarters and it's where he has hospice. You're very worried about Headmaster here. He provides such a nice school for me to bond with my stepbrothers. 
It's going to be okay, Yuri. He'll be fine. You're very worried. We have the best magicians and physicians here. Ernest, he has cancer. Uh, he's not going to be fine. You're right. You're right. That's very serious. I shouldn't downplay that. There's so many people here that can help him, though. So many people trying to do so much good for him. I have hope. I believe that he'll pull through. You already just don't know if school. what to do if school gets shut down. School won't get shut down. That's not going to happen. He's going to be fine. Yuri, uh, don't listen to him. You know, he, he does this every time. Anytime, like, anything tragic happens, it's, like, not that bad to him. Um, you know, you, you can always come to me to tell you the truth, Yuri. You know that, right? Hadrian, I think you're just still processing our mother's death. It's okay. You can talk to us about it. How many times have we talked about this, Ernest? I've already gone through the stages of grief, which is um, singing every single song that I know <laughs> that is deep and sad. Okay. Yuri, give both stepbrothers big hug. Thanks, Yuri. Let's go see the headmaster. You make your way into this room, and there are at least five or six different attendants trying to keep this man alive. They're all using different forms of magic. He looks very ill. See, what did I tell you, Yuri? He's got five or six different attendants. <laughs> <laughs> Yuri just tears on cheeks and nods. I need to say, too, anytime Ernest opens his mouth, there's a very audible sigh coming from Adrian. It doesn't matter what he says. It's just automatic. Yes. <laughs> so as you walk in, he kind of uses his finger to, like, beckon you towards him. And as you walk, in a real rough whisper, he goes... The demon main artifact is failing. You need to restore it. And then he pulls out of his shirt pocket a set of keys and goes, This will get you in. You need to go. go. And then he falls asleep. Dramatic. <laughs> and a bit of world building. The location of the Demon Bane artifact is a secret. Nobody knows where it is. You've been told that that's to keep it safe from somebody who might mess with it. Did he just fall asleep? I turn over to Hadrian and I put my hands on his shoulders and say, I know this is resurfacing some trauma for you. Just remember the steps. We can talk about this. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Cornelius did just pass away. <laughs> but it's going to be okay because he gave us this key. And we're going to find the lock that it goes to. And we're going to go fix that artifact. You know, I didn't actually have him dying, but that's now canon. He just died. <laughs> Great going, Adrian. You killed him. Uh, Ernest? Ernest? Yeah? Yes, I, I, brother? I think, he, I think he died. Yes, yeah, I know. Are you okay? I'm I'm fine. Why do you always worry about me like this? I just know how hard it was for you. You'll be very not fine. Uri, can you get him Yuri, off Yuri, come in here. Yuri, take these keys and run away. <laughs> Excuse me, doctors, could we have a minute, please? <laughs> <laughs> We're, like, standing right next um, to the corpse. <laughs> so they're trying to, like, deal with him, and I'm like, no, please. Just let this, <laughs> let this moment sit for a second. Let the moment settle. Yuri, come get in here. <laughs> We share a big hug. <laughs> Beautiful. You see a woman dressed in a very colorful blouse that now feels really out of sort for the scene that you're in approaches you. You may know her as Cornelius's assistant. She walks up and she goes, 
Was he able to tell you everything before before he passed away? Yes, he was. Great. He loved us very much as his students. Yeah, I mean, he kind of uh, sent us on an epic quest. Yeah, he gave us everything we need to know. But if you could tell us the lock that this key goes to, I mean, that would just augment all of the knowledge he gave us. Well, I don't know why he selected you, but... He thought you would be the students that would do what it takes. I can tell you that key unlocks wherever the demon main artifact is stored, but I don't know the location. That was kept secret even from me. I don't think I can do much more to help you. Well, you're useless. But you you know where my office is? <laughs> Goodbye. Hadrian, come on. Hadrian. She walks off. Well, she absolutely was useless to our needs <laughs> for those of you listening to the podcast Caden has just changed his hair to be covering one of his eyes <laughs> yes he has pulled his hair down in front of one of his eyes <laughs> just getting in character don't mind me <laughs> Ernest is gonna he's studying the key trying to figure out if there's some sort of like spell he can cast or something but he's coming up blank Yuri got this Yuri take key and empathize with it uh, d- uh, oh where do key other half go Okay, is this a spell you're trying to cast, or are you just... Yes. I mean, it's a metal key, right? It is a metal <laughs> key, and one of the things that the Earth School of Magic can affect is metal. Yuri, as you know, I'm pretty good at empathizing, and I'm pretty sure I couldn't empathize with a key. You've got this, Yuri. No, you you melt key. You melt key. That is very different from empathizing. <laughs> Yuri empathize key. Tell me what it is you're trying to do, and we'll determine the tier level of spell. I'm trying to figure out where this key's lock goes. Like, this key obviously has this other half, which is its lock. And, like, key love lock. Lock love key. <laughs> so you're trying where to locks. cast a spell that would locate identify... Object. Like, locate yes. object. Okay. Yeah. For listeners, I am using my own magic system forfeit core that I've written. I will put a link in the show notes if you're interested in reading how this system works, but otherwise know that the more powerful it's spell, the harder it is to cast. So I'm going to say that locate object would be a tier one spell kind of thing. You know, it's powerful, but it's not that insane. That would be plus three opposition to your magic rolls. Okay, on the dice I have a plus one. And then magic is plus four stat, I think. Okay, so you rolled a five, which means you succeed and also get to create a boost on the scene related to the spell you just cast. A boost is a one-time aspect that relates to the situation the characters are in. Would the aspect, like, I now know not just where it is, but how to get there? Yeah, that would be a good boost. So you know that there is a warehouse district by the docks. You know that the Demon Vein artifact is stored within this warehouse district. And you uh, apparently have a pretty good idea of how to get there. Wow. Yuri, start walking. (laughs) Yuri, do you know where you're going? Yuri, keep walking. Okay, should we... Should we follow him, Ernest? Uh, Ernest is already following. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I guess I'm following them. Is there anything you want to do on your way there? If not, we're going to cut to you at the warehouse because you know how to get there. You already pick up sandwich on way. You arrive at the location of this warehouse. You see that there is a padlock and the key you have 
fits in the padlock and unlocks it. This is just like us, gang. Everything just works out for us, you know? Nothing uh. really goes wrong when we're together. I just love you too. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> Yuri unlocks the padlock and I'm opening the door and also like kind of turning around to look at them while I say that. So my back is to the threshold. Ernest, as you say that, you hear a bit of a sloshing sound, like water moving. Oh. And you hear a bit of a dripping sound. And it's dark, but you see a dark red glow from the center of this warehouse. Okay, I see the dark red glow cast on their two faces because I am facing away from the door. That is correct. (laughs) Ernest, Ernest, please turn around. Okay. I turn around very calmly with a vacant look on my face. And as you look closer, it becomes very apparent that this thing you're looking at is a swirling mass of blood. The blood is glowing very unnaturally, and the centrifugal force is keeping it all wound up in this mass, but it seems like something's wrong. It's slowing down at parts, and as it slows down, more blood falls on the floor. You then look down, and you see there is a pool of blood all across the floor that is expanding. Wow. Yuri saw red glow and thought for sure that it would be lava. What is this blood? <laughs> Ernest, who has turned around, immediately whips around, runs out the door, and uh, throws up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. That's blood. That shouldn't be there. If anyone wants to give me a lore roll, we'll see how much of an understanding you have of this. You could also give me a contacts roll to try to find people who could give you better information about this. Yuri know no one in this strange land <laughs> except for stepbrothers. Yuri will give lore roll. You can take any approach that would fit your character right now as to how you want to explore this. Yuri got a three. Okay, I think I'll roll as well. I got a four. Leslie, you are rolling contacts? Lore. You're rolling lore. Okay, and Caden, what did you roll? Contacts. Okay, I'm going to resolve the lore roll. I am going to give a active opposition, so I'm going to roll against that. I just rolled a zero. You succeed. You get the sense that the demon vein artifact is not quite as pure as maybe you've heard, you almost get the sense, like in the movie Soylent Green, when the man is screaming, Soylent Green is people as he's taken away, you almost (laughs) get the sense that the demon bane artifact is halflings. The demon bane artifact is halflings. (laughs) Like halflings as like... Halfling blood. Ernest is desperately trying to figure out a way to spin this. To not be bad. (laughs) Yeah, what do you have to say about this, Ernest? Ernest, you'll get a fate point if you can successfully spin this in a positive way. (laughs) I was going to say Ernest just throws up again, but I'm going to try to spin this. Uh, No, Ernest just throws up again. (laughs) 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 Ernest is having a little crisis. That's what I thought, Ernest. It ain't all sunshines and rainbows, is it? Just to explain, when your character takes one of their traits... In a negative way, you get a compel, which is a fate point to spend for later. Okay, can I can I take a scared of blood, like can't stand blood thing? Oh, aspect? Sure. Yeah. If you if you haven't filled all your three aspects, we didn't fill out everything on the character sheet ahead of time. We're discovering some of this as part of the play. So that is yours. I will give you the compel for that. 
I can also use that against you now in the future when you see blood, though. Okay. Do I get something for that? Do yeah, so you get a point? free fate point that okay, you can cool. spend later for nice. being so nauseous from this blood. Yes, I imagine this is going to come up again, and that will be bad for me. Yes. But I would like to do that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we are playing a game where combat exists. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I was planning on using it. Thanks, Jaden. <laughs> well, a good thing lightheadedness is good for me because the lighter the better because air. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if you can convince me that of that when we get there. Spinning it optimistically. <laughs> You're not getting another fate point. No, no. I know. <laughs> it was worth a shot. Caden, <laughs> now let's get to your contacts roll. Okay. What was that again? Four. Four. I know a guy, his name is Death. I'm pretty close to him. <laughs> <laughs> the Demon Bane artifact is a very well-kept secret. So this is going to be a higher active opposition. I'm going to say it's plus four. I'm going to roll and see what I get. Yeah, you succeed. So, Caden, tell me what kind of character it is that you want to go, say, as a contact of yours. This is basically 1920s United States with steampunk magic added in and the racism taken out. <laughs> so, Caden, there's prohibition going on right now, and you know of a speakeasy where there is somebody who's always been ranting about the demon vein. You could try to go there. You also know a pretty famous tinkerer who designed the halfling version of an automobile. It's like a car but instead of having wheels, it's like spider legs. It's a mechanical spider you sit inside of. You can also try to come up with your own contact. You're not limited to the ideas I gave you. Okay. I think I would rather do the guy that's actually talking about the demon Dane stuff. You enter what is a very popular dance scene, and it's oh. getting late in the evening. You hear jazz music playing. The halflings are having a good time. But you know that there is another entrance. There's stairs that lead up to what look like just an office, basically. And as you go up, you see what looks like a halfling, but as she looks up, you see that her expression changes to a look of recognition. And as she recognizes you, you notice that her face warps into a different person's face. This is a changeling, because this is where our adventurers sent the changelings after they saved them. Okay, we, we walked into like a nightclub, basically, right? <laughs> right. You walked into what is like a dance club, basically, okay. like a 1920s style, but you're taking the secret entrance to get to the bar. Because okay. this is also a speakeasy. As we're walking through it, Ernest turns to Hadrian and says, Hadrian, you just hang out with the most interesting people. I know, right? I love getting to see where you go when you disappear for the weekend. Oh, yeah. This, uh, yeah, we can talk about that later. Hadrian, she looks at you and she goes, are your friends on the level? We're not friends, we family. We're on the next level. In the most respectful way possible. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is my twin brother, and this is my stepbrother, Yuri. Yeah, we're, we're on level, of course. And we're, uh, we were uh, sent by uh, the dean. We have this key, and we're trying to find the demon bane artifact. I remembered you, and I, I thought you would uh, maybe know something about that. She looks at you, she goes... Jesus, I thought you were coming here for a drink. <laughs> yeah, the, normally that's that's why I'm here. Um, it's a bit more uh, 
serious this time around. Well, do you still want a drink, or are you just here for information? No, no, no. Yuri is here for you. <laughs> what can Yuri do for Yuri, you? Yuri, I have never heard you turn down a drink. <laughs> Yuri, drink only if Yuri friend wishes Yuri to drink. Yuri here for friend, first okay. and foremost. Well, I am trying to run a business here, so yeah, yeah, that would be then great. Then you drink, you drink. <laughs> she pulls a book on the bookshelf, and it pops open, and there is a little bar. Not much. It's just a little alcove, and it's got some bottles of moonshine, because, you know, prohibition, it's kind of hard to get the good stuff. Glug, 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 glug. Ernest, like, walks up and, like, taps on the counter and says, uh... Good I'm sorry. Drink. Drinking clouds my mind. Do you have any drugs? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, shrooms or like LSD or something, something that elevates. Whoa, Ernest, I didn't know you were into that stuff. What do you think I do when you go away for the weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Sit in the corner and smile? I don't know. Well, what do you think I do after I take the drugs? <laughs> oh, good point. I didn't know you were actually like kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I've been trying to tell you this whole time. I'm kind of cool. Yuri has gone through a whole jug of whiskey <laughs> or moonshine or whatever it is. There, that's the Yuri I know. Okay, so here's how I'm going to handle this. I was just going to let you say you took like a shot of moonshine, but if you took a whole jug of it, I am going to roll an attack for the moonshine and I'm going to roll an attack what? for the stims of whatever type that you're taking. Okay, great. And you guys are going to roll defense rolls and based on how well you do, how many shifts of damage essentially you get is how out of it you now are. Use physique as your defense. Okay, I have a zero okay. physique. This is perfect. <laughs> wow. That is a plus four you have to roll against. I got a one. <laughs> okay. Nice. They succeeded pretty well against yes. you. I am going to give you the aspect of... Trippin' balls. Trippin' balls. You have the aspect <laughs> trippin' balls. Because I succeeded so highly against you, it's going to have two free invokes for me. Okay, sure. This seems fair. <laughs> okay. This joke was worth it. <laughs> I just want to say it's because Ernest likes to get high because air, high elevated naturally yes everything i do has a purpose leslie i'm gonna <laughs> use the same plus three for the moonshine good i did not roll so hot let's see minus three i got a zero i rolled one right. yuri come out victorious against moonshine yuri just drinks an entire drug of moonshine like it's and no problem the yuri stomach like a rock of course that's what <laughs> you always say happened. Could not have happened any other way. You know, I approve of the dice here. Good job, dice. So, <laughs> Ernest is currently tripping balls. Yes. Yuri <laughs> pounded an insane amount of moonshine and is still somehow fine. <laughs> While this is going on, this woman, her full name is Equality. She goes by uh, E for short now. Nice. Equality, some string of numbers. Yeah. E leans over and she goes, so you've Gone to work for Cornelius, huh? After everything I said? How much were you paying attention? Or were you just here to drink? You know me. I like a, a good booze. <laughs> great booze. Best booze I've had in ages. <laughs> it's possible I uh, may have tuned you out a little bit. So you didn't get it through your thick 
skeptical that uh, the halflings have been disappearing for a while. Yeah, I, I was very wasted. I don't think I was able to process anything at that time. But uh, yeah, we took this quest and I, I, you know, I normally don't do these kind of things because they're a little self-righteous half the time. But uh, and there's like visible like this struggle to get this out. But he's like, I feel like doing some good might be a good change in my life. So also, you won't have to worry about him because he's dead. Well, honestly, that might that might make things worse. Uh, why? Why don't you give me a empathy role or like a rapport yes. role? Can, uh, can Yuri be providing like support in any way? If you can describe the in-character way that Yuri does it, you can spend a fate point to give Caden a plus two to his role. Yuri is trying to like carouse with this person and, uh, and Yuri just says, this is the best booze I've had in ages since moving in with these two. At five years old. <laughs> Holy crap. He's been drinking since he's five years old. <laughs> and also we grew up together. Yes. Such strong accent. <laughs> Dwarves are built different. What can I say? <laughs> so yeah, you can add a plus two to whatever you rolled, Kate. Okay. I don't know if it, it's going to change the outcome because I rolled a minus two, plus two. That's funny, because I literally earlier said I was good at empathy. We're going to have her roll. Let's just say Cornelius and I, we weren't friends. I think the Demon Bane is part of the problem here. But uh, he at least provided structure. And now that he's gone, that structure's gone. Yeah, I think the same thing. Talk about structure, Yuri slaps bicep. (laughs) (laughs) I built different. That's right, Yuri. So, yeah, that's true. You know, it's not good to not have structure. So what I always say. So uh, do you have any info that could help us with this demon artifact? If you're in the new Cornelius, I don't think we'll be working together anytime soon. In fact, I think you should leave. Oh, come on. No, I'm, I, I mean it. <sighs> well, you'll be sorry once we save the world. <laughs> Is that what you call murder? I'm not going to murder anyone. Trying to save everyone. We'll see about that. Hey, Yuri, we gotta go. <laughs> I, w- I would like to say on the weekends, Yuri and Ernest go out together while Hadrian goes somewhere else. <laughs> Yuri gets really drunk and Ernest gets super high. And then because Yuri's fine with drinking, has to like make sure Ernest doesn't do anything horrible. And so Yuri is already corralling Ernest in the right direction. <laughs> okay, Ernest. This way, this way. Um, ex- excuse me, ma'am. I just, usually I'm not this intrusive, but I just wanted to let you know that your hair is on fire. Thank you for your time. <laughs> okay, Ernest. <laughs> and Ernest, like, follows Yuri out the door. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That didn't go as planned. So to reiterate, you are pretty sure that there is halfling blood that is part of this artifact here. You know that she has called Cornelius a murderer and infers that since you've been selected as her replacements, you are now murderers. Yeah. That's what you have to work off here. Yuri, put nose to the grindstone and investigate. So as long as we just keep throwing halflings into the circling blender of blood, the demons will stay away. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> She also mentioned that halflings have been disappearing, so pretty pointed words from the stoner. (laughs) 
Good thing this good thing this is just a bad trip. That would be horrible. <laughs> Yuri wants to go back to Halfling Circle of Blood and investigate. Okay, that's a good idea, Yuri. Any other blood will do or just Halfling? Why just Halfling? What go on? Yuri has trouble with smartness. Okay, how are you planning on testing that? Um, Yuri, I don't think the circle wants you. I think it's just me. I think I have to do it. No, no. <laughs> oh, holy crap. That's getting dark. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yuri, Yuri wants to cut off one finger and toss it into circle of blood and see no, no, if Yuri, that doesn't no. I have to cut off my finger for it to work. No, no. Yuri, Yuri give me the knife. Finger. <laughs> no, Yuri, no. cut off finger. Stop. Stop. Ernest is trying to like put his hand on top of Yuri's hand. Okay, <laughs> we're not, we're not anywhere near the circle of blood, this right? Whole thing from happening. <laughs> we're still in the club, or are we? Caden, are you actively going to oppose them, or should I let them roll for this? No, I've got to oppose them. Okay, how are you trying to oppose them? Are you like trying to grapple them? Are we at the circle of blood, or are we still in the nightclub? <laughs> Yuri said that Yuri went back. So if you followed Yuri. Well, I think Yuri is like walking back, but like has some scissors or something okay. or like knife okay. trying to psych himself up. Okay. So I will say you guys are currently outside the door to the warehouse. Okay. Okay. Well, can I invoke my butterfly knife skills <laughs> and try to snatch the knife from? That's amazing. <laughs> that, that came Tell up. me what that stunt is again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I literally just wrote butterfly knives. <laughs> okay, so tell me if you want to be able to just auto-succeed on that, I'm going to say that costs a fate point. Otherwise, you get a plus two to whatever you're trying to roll here. What should my roll be? It's going to be some sort of attack roll. Okay, so that would be a six. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only roll a three. Notice. <laughs> okay, Caden... I'm going to let you create a boost on the scene with that. Okay, so this is what happened. He whips out one of his butterfly knives and, like, you know, does the thing and <laughs> and parries <laughs> your out of it, out of his hand. It's only pinky. It's not so bad. He's at the moment of, like, fully psyching himself up, is about to slice it, I parry it out of his hand. <laughs> Okay, Yuri's knife is on the ground. Because it's a boost, you can use that once, and then once you've used it up, it's gone, and Yuri can, like, pick up the knife kind of thing. Does that make sense? It's like unarmed, basically. Is yeah, the, uh... you've unarmed Yuri. You can use that next time Yuri tries to go for the knife, but after that, it's gone. Got it. Okay, so what are we doing here? Okay, there's better ways to draw blood, Yuri, than uh, completely severing your finger. No, I do this. I do this no. for good of community. No. Yuri? Ernest, I need help. Ernest says, yeah, look, this is the best way to draw blood. And he sticks his finger in the blood and draws a little, like, blood drop. And uh, is like, wow, uh, if this was real, I wouldn't be able to handle this. Good <laughs> thing this is, like, the worst trip I've ever been on. <laughs> but look, that's the best way to draw blood. Very funny, Ernest. I'm going to invoke one of your uh, tripping balls. You think this is all a dream, so like, you know. Sorry, sorry for the joke, Adrian. I, you can just give me the knife. I'll, if you want some blood, I can give you some blood. Uh, how are you planning on drawing that blood? With your knife. But like specifically, like what are you going to do? I mean like my hand probably. Your whole hand? No, no, I, just, like, I was just going to cut somewhere like um, my... They usually do the palm in the movies, but that seems like it wouldn't heal well. So maybe like the back of my hand. 
Okay, that sounds reasonable. Ernest takes the knife and cuts the back of his hand. No, 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 no. Yuri wants to roll fight against this Yuri. knife maneuver. <laughs> Yuri will not allow any of stepbrothers to hurt themselves for investigation. Okay, if you're trying to tackle him, then yeah, roll fight. Yeah. Can, what, can I tackle his tackle? Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, we've got a sniper pointed at a sniper situation here, ladies yes, and gentlemen. We do. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do we are going to draw initiative. You guys are going to take turns on your initiative. For the listeners, I have this own little homebrew thing for initiative. I am going to deal each of you a card from a deck of cards. The higher the card, the better your initiative. Ernest, you have a queen. Ooh. Yuri, you have a 10. And Hadrian, you have a 3. Ah, uh, great. That means that, Ernest, you're acting first. The knife is on the ground, though. Don't don't forget. Oh, I was taking Hadrian's knife from him. <laughs> yes, you were. And Hadrian, you're still handing it, I presume. So you can take an overcome action to do a little slice with Yeah, I'm going to take the knife and I cut myself on the back of my hand. And in my head, the knife is a paintbrush, and I, like, put paint on the back of my hand, and I'm so I'm super confused why it didn't work. <laughs> I was like, Hadrian, I thought this is a paintbrush. I thought you are giving me your knife. Where's your knife? Uh, so things get real trippy for you, because not only does this look like a paintbrush, the blood that you've drawn floats into the air and joins mm. the circle. And you see, uh, for a second, it starts to glow a little bit more, and it starts to spin a little faster. And then it winds down, and it goes back to, now it's not going quite fast enough for the centrifugal force to keep it all in. More is falling on the floor. Adrian, what kind of paint are you using? <laughs> As you ask that question, <laughs> things get so much more trippy. You see that there is some dim candle lighting set up. The flames start to go out. Each row of candles starts to go out. A black mass starts to form. You feel a chill in your bones. It feels very cold right now. You find yourself face to face with a demon now. Mm. Oh. I hold out my hand and say, Hi, Ernest, nice to meet you. Ernest, that's a demon. The demon holds their hand out and goes, Oh, hi, my name is Frank. Nice to uh, meet you too. <laughs> no. We have a nice handshake. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Here we go again with world-breaking consequences in our one-shots. <laughs> <laughs> our GM this week was Bo Wright. Editing was done by me, Ethan Despain. Our show art was made by Seth Prestwich. Our theme song was made by me with assistance from Bo Wright. We'll be back in two weeks. also know a pretty famous tinkerer who designed the halfling version of an automobile. It's like a car, but instead of having wheels, it's like spider legs. It's a mechanical spider you sit inside of. Oh yeah, Mr. Forb. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but yeah. Like uh, Henry Forb. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Henry Forbes? Well, he's yeah, a Henry Forbes. Forbes 500? Yeah, he's, he's among the, the Forbes 500. <laughs> Which is a group of 500 of the wealthiest He's halflings. like a tinkerer, like, artificer-type character. Very well-versed in creating things. He created the 1%. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
<laughs> that was invented by him. Henry Forbes was born into the Forbes line. The original Henry Forbes Sr. was the wealthiest halfling who created a club of the Forbes 500, which are the 1%. <laughs> Can I uh, make that a story detail? Uh yeah, you can spend the fate points uh, to declare actually, that story detail. I am just going to do that because this is my world. <laughs> wow. And uh, if it affects this, if it one, affects this point, one shot, then you're going to have to spend If it does not, then that is canon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got trumped by the this is my world card. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, bow. This may be your country, but this is my world. <laughs> <laughs> Remember who's the DM here. <laughs> you might be the game master, but it's still my dungeon. <laughs> That sounds horrible. I regret saying that. Can we uh, strike that from the record? <laughs>